Good morning. Grace and peace to you from the one who is and who was and who is to come. I'm thankful for the opportunity to be in your presence, honored to be invited again. And here you're doing some wonderful things and glad to be a part of it all. Would you thank the team who coordinated this and made it happen? Would you put your hands together and salute them for their work? In our tradition, we do not call names, but we just say thank you. It helps, saves you. And also for these musicians, we thank you for sharing your gifts with us. Let us pray. Holy One, lead us beside still waters and give us the courage to drink. Amen. Beloved, I contend this morning that we all are carrying burdens too heavy for our faltering human frames to bear. We are hungry and hungry for food that will not grow even in the precious soils of the farminary. We are hungry for food that cannot be purchased in our markets, for food that cannot be prepared in our kitchens, no matter how lavish they may be. We are a thirsty people, and if you will excuse me, I would like to describe us as a congregation peopled by parched bodies and by parched souls. We are singing songs together emanating from weary throats, to borrow the language of the inimitable Polly Murray. Now most of us have been about this ministry thing, this church thing for quite a while. Strange, I have been preaching since 1994 and a pastor since 1999. No one told me that I was middle-aged. <laughs> We've been about this ministry thing for a while. We have mastered the churchy vocabulary and we go through the liturgical motions as we have this morning. Yet, we still live, as the scholar describes us, as functional atheists. We live as if God's work depends completely upon our effort. We live and we move as if the opening scriptural salvo is in the beginning when our local churches created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning when loving and learned preachers created the heavens and the earth, in the beginning when brilliant, engaged youth ministry leaders created the heavens and the earth, in the beginning when gifted, discerning young people created the heavens and the earth. This week you are working, this week you are doing, but be careful not to become Atlases, the mythological figure whom Zeus punished by placing the weight of the heavens upon his shoulders. We are not here to carry the weight of innovation on our shoulders. Let me set us free. We are not here to do all the work ourselves. 
We are here to co-innovate alongside the innovator. We are not here to create the world of co-conspiratorial youth ministry by ourselves. We are here to co-create that world along God's side who was doing it before we drew our breath. God is loose in the world making all things, including our youth ministries, new. God is doing a new thing. Please see your time here together as a precious gift from this God. See your gathering here amongst colleagues as a precious gift and as an invitation from God to see God playing and to aid and abet God's divine frolicking. To hear God singing and to join the song. To watch God building and to pick up your hammers. To take God's hands as God is dancing something new into the world. To join as partners. Be careful not to try to lead the dance. Just follow. But before we can get that far, I need to back up. We need to first name our primary desires. Not those desires that hang at the surface of the water, but those desires that are deep. I'm speaking of the desire behind our desire. We are here because we are hungry. We are here because we are thirsty, and we are not hungry for amazing youth ministries. We are not thirsty for amazing youth ministries. No, our desire is deeper than that surface contention. We are hungry for the God who created all things. We are thirsty for the God who made each and every one of us in God's image and likeness. We hunger and thirst for the God who calls us to participate in the mystery of the divine life, the God who beckons us into the work of co-creation, the God who will call us to continue co-creating when we leave this place and return to where we serve. But I got to call us all out, including the preacher, beginning with the preacher. We would rather talk about our desire for good leadership than our desire for God. We're more comfortable in our culture with that. We'd rather talk about our desire for thoughtful, strategic plans than our desire for God. We'd rather talk about our desire for great and vast innovation, Michelle, than to talk about our desire for God, let me let you in on a secret. I grew up in a church where people were not ashamed or afraid to call God's name. The older I got, the more quaint it seemed that they kept talking about God. But later I have realized that the power that they received and bequeathed to me was because they were not afraid to desire nor to call on God's name because they knew that name held all the majesty necessary for living meaningful lives. Leadership and strategic plans did not call us into ministry. God did. 
And God is inviting us to co-create new ministries and not to do that by ourselves. So you got a busy week. I've read about it. Talk with folks about it. You've got a very, very busy week. Your plates runneth over. But when you get frustrated this week, remember that God wants this more than you do. God wants this transformation more than we do. God wants thriving, vibrant, world-changing young people in ministry more than we do. God is inviting us not to do something new, but to follow God in what God was always doing, but we were too blind to see it and too deaf to hear it. We have traveled these many miles and invested time and money because like the deer, we thirst for flowing streams. Like the deer, our souls thirst for God. Our souls thirst for the living God. But before we come to the stream, let us learn from the deer. The text does not intimate that the deer brought anything to the stream with her. Do not bring your leadership theories. Do not bring your strategic plans. Do not bring your innovative ideas. Come to the stream with nothing but yourself. And as you drink, know that everything in your lives, including youth ministry, will be renewed by what James Weldon Johnson called the cooling waters. And so, beloved, here in this holy place, here is water. There is nothing, there is no one to prevent us. Together, let us drink. Amen.